Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. want to remind you to join Scotty and Hans coming up on Wednesday from noon to 3 at Ken Garf, West Valley, 4175 West, 3500 South. Go down there and say hi uh, to those guys. Uh, we're going to talk to Kristen Kenny coming up at uh, 430, of course, uh, from AT&T Sportsnet. And then Jay Drew, who covers BYU uh, for the Deseret News, which still feels weird to say, by the way. But he's going to join us uh, coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Good. Good. By the way, during the break, I looked up the average size of uh, an adult male's hand 7.6 inches measured from the tip of the longest finger to the crease under the palm well okay. so that's how they must do it all right but you can see why a quarterback would that would be an advantage to him to have uh, you know a good grip on the ball well probably any athlete played with uh, a ball <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I mean we've we heard. remember those pictures of Stockton when he used to be able to palm a basketball in both hands at five foot nothing or whatever he was. Remember when uh, Kawhi Leonard was in college and that was the number one talking point any moron on the call <laughs> would go with. Oh, he's just got giant hands. <laughs> yeah, I guess it certainly would help, but you're uh, not tiny little kid hands like uh, Joe Burrow. But. Um, <laughs> Wait, his hands were were they nine? Nine. The average is seven point six. That's all right. He's got nothing to, he's got nothing to apologize for. But you that know, NFL you know, ball is plumper. I mean, that's what I always. Have you ever held a, an NFL ball? I have. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel bigger to you than say like a college ball? Thank you, Gordon. No, you know, does it? Yeah, uh, sure. Not really. You know what they uh, you know what they say about uh, quarterbacks with small hands. <laughs> First of all, who's they? And no, I don't. Can't trust them <laughs> because they fumble a lot. That was a political joke. Oh, Where have you been? Oh, that's right. Okay. That was Marco Rubio, circa 2016. <laughs> Come on. I don't talk politics on this show. I just can't believe that that was was a political discussion. That did uh, that did happen. Uh, real quick here, Gordon. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, man. I get mixed up here. It says, measure from the tip of the longest finger to the crease under the palm, the average length of an adult. Okay, okay. This is a female's hand, 6.8 inches. All right, all right. We got it all straightened out. Are, are you okay over there? Yeah. But then another one is measuring from thumb, uh, you know, spread out digits from the thumb to the, uh, to the pinky. So... Uh, I'm a, I'm assuming that the NFL is measuring from the crease of the palm up to the, the longest finger. Uh, Gordon, Josh Newman there at Salt Lake Tribune had a report today. That must really be weird to be – if it was your job to measure the dimensions of NFL, NFL prospects. What are you <laughs> that, doing? That, no, it's just what weird. You doing? You know, and – I, d- I doubt that's his. We were talking th- their to Tim whole during job. The, we were talking about. 
What do you do we for were, a living? We were, oh, I measure hands. <laughs> wow, how much does that pay? I don't know. And wingspans. Ten, you know, fifteen hundred dollars. Do they do helmet size too? <laughs> what else are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it is. I can see why those guys feel a little bit like it's a bit of a meat market, you know, because you know they're just out there poking and prodding and measuring. You know, you're sitting there going, hey, man, watch the film. You okay? You, you done over there? Because <laughs> you really... What do you do for a living? <laughs> oh, I measure NFL players. <laughs> Come on. That's what they do. Uh, Gordon, speaking of the Combine... Nine yes. Utes going to uh, to the Combine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Newman of your Salt Lake Tribune has this report today that Jalen Johnson played most of his junior season. Of course, he, he's leaving early to go to the NFL draft with a torn right labrum, mm. and he's going to get it fixed surgically after the Combine is over. Will that affect his draft status at all as far as you know, where he's going to go? You know? I wouldn't think so. Sounds to me like this is just something they've got to they've got to clean up. I just think it's pretty amazing. I mean, okay, you know, doctor, what is the labrum exactly? I don't. In the sh- it's in the shoulder, right? I mean, yeah. But what uh, part of the shoulder? Well, labrum. how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> why don't you put Why don't you put the 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 person who's uh, Alex who's filling in for Austin on the spot? Why are you putting me on the spot? Give it to to Kyle in there, huh? Well, I bet Lundy will know. We all we got to do is ask. You know, if we you know, give him a minute to think about it. <laughs> Blondie, do you know? According to Google, uh, the labrum is the cup-shaped rim of the cartilage that lines and reinforces the ball and socket joint of the shoulder. Oh, so I'd say that'd be fairly important for a football player. Yeah, but I don't know if it's something that they that would affect his draft status. He's a cornerback, and it's his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, he's, it'd be different maybe if he was a quarterback and it was his shoulder. <laughs> well, yeah, and he played still... <laughs> the, most of the season with yeah, it hurt anyway. Yeah, he did. So good for him. I, well, I more bring it up just because I, I thought what was cool about Jalen Johnson or, or his his story where he wanted to, to go to the next level as soon as possible and his kind of agreement with Kyle Winningham when he was being recruited because he was a big-time recruit was mm-hmm. Witt said, hey, you know, you're going to come here, you're going to play right away, you're going to play for three years, you're going to go to the NFL early, and you're going to have your degree while you do it. And he put in, I've got to imagine, a lot of effort to graduate early and then to have his game where he's potentially a first-round pick. I mean, he deserves a lot of credit. And then last year he wasn't going to have a torn labrum interrupt his timeline. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's... I think that just kind of actually demonstrates what kind of player he is, and he's, right. he's got a really he's got a really cool story. It's it's certainly something that Utah can continue to sell. Yeah, I agree. In, in recruiting, is hey, come here, you're going to play a lot, you're going to play early, and we're going to put we're going to spit you into the NFL uh, early, ready to go. And what does that mean to you when you're playing in some degree of pain and with an injury that uh, that you want to uh, get that payday as quickly as you can? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you're going to put your body in danger or uh, in harm's way like that, then better to be paid for. And he accomplished almost all yeah. there is to accomplish at, at the University of Utah. Yep. I mean, All-American, two-time All-Pac-12. I mean, 
He was awesome. There's no doubt about it. So he played most of last year with a torn right labrum. Uh, do you read into health of the program being represented by combine invites and draft picks yeah. and that sort of thing? I think that's that because recruits out there want – that's their goal, right? And so they're going to look at that and think – I would be shocked if if I'm at a prospect that the University of Utah is recruiting and I look at the fact that they have nine players at the Combine this year, that's getting my attention in a hurry. And it's like it's a real selling point for the Utes. And why wouldn't it be? Because that's the ultimate goal of so many of these players. And I think so, too. From a recruiting standpoint, I agree with you. But let me ask you this. Should... Cougar fans be freaking out that they don't have any players in the combine because well, sometimes freaking out is a strong term, but it, it is a bit of an issue. Some say that if a couple guys had come out, they would have been in there. But still, you got it's not exactly a pipeline yet. Well, some of it is cyclical, and some some of it depends on the type of program. I mean, BYU is so limited in the types of recruits that it can take. Those numbers are going to be naturally lower than other places, including the University of Utah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It, at the uh, at the BYU Gonzaga game, two players that were in attendance, two people that they uh, showed on the jumbotron and that they highlighted, Fred Warner and Daniel Sorensen, both uh, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> last time uh, I checked, and BYU hasn't made a habit of that. Uh, certainly not at the level the Utes have. But I think recruits, if and parents too, parents of recruits, yeah, you want your kid to get a college education and all that. And Jake, you stress that a lot in our discussions, and it is important. But it's it and maybe eventually. But I think both parents and the recruits themselves are more interested in how quickly they can get into the NFL and if they can get in there at all, because that's what they dream of. That's what. That's why they play footballs because they want to play in the NFL. Most of them, not all, but most. All right. Wow. There's there's a really interesting question. All right. Currently in the NFL, who's the best player from a local college? It's probably Bobby Wagner, hands down. Right. Yeah. That's but after after that, it might be Fred Warner and Daniel Sorensen. Yeah. Are there any stars other than Bobby Wagner? Oh, Fred Warner's a star. I well, he's, if he's not there, he's on his way. Yeah, he got beat a couple times in the Super Bowl. So. But I mean, he's he's the leader of that defense, and that defense is amazing. So, I mean, he's he's on his way there, if not there. And I mean, Kyle Van Oy. I mean, we're talking all BYU guys yeah, so far. That's true. But the Utes, we're forgetting somebody. Who are we forget? Well, I mean, Alex Smith, if he comes back for the for the Redskins. Uh, is uh, Devin Booker still holding on with the Broncos? Star is is he out of the league? If he's not, he's, I thought he was still in. But is he still in? Well, we'll have to do some research on that. I'm not exactly sure. Hands down, though, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, that's that's really the answer. But after that, well, that's he, kind of the highest paid inside linebacker in the NFL. Uh, I believe so. And of course, Eric Weddle just retired. He was pretty good. Oh, Eric Weddle would certainly be up there, obviously, if yeah. he were still playing. So, yeah, it's a great selling point, and uh, I, I, I think it may be the number one selling point. Hmm. All right, we'll have uh, we'll get to uh, more jazz coming up next. I'm I'm just getting word, Gordon. 
I don't think we were going to be joined by Kristen Kenny, but uh, I guess we're now not going to be joined by Kristen Kenny. So we'll uh, we'll oh. talk some Utah Jazz basketball coming All up right. next, regardless. By the way, I just found out uh, through doing some research that quarterback prospects in the NFL they actually try to increase their hand size. What? Actually, Kristen is going to join us. I misread that. I'm sorry. What did you say? What you just said again? I was a little distracted. NFL prospects do they actually try to increase their hand size? How do you do that? I don't know if you stretch it out or if you you know. I'm here. Let me. I regret bringing this up so so much. I regret it so very very much. Maybe maybe there's some weights you can lift, you know, that that make your hands bigger. I, I don't know. I'm here. I'm. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just looking here. <laughs> Why would you even look that up? We can't we can't get you to Google anything, but this, yet this is where you're going. Uh and while it may seem as if hand size is something predetermined, there might actually be something players can do to increase their hand size. Uh let's see. Brandon Allen made headlines when he reportedly increased the size of his hand by half an inch during a pre draft process. His secret, he worked with uh, this certain fellow at Florida-based Core Institute. Uh, apparently, he uh, employing deep massage and exercises to relax the myofascia, the body's connective tissue, and minimize the possibility of injuries while increasing body awareness and improving range of motion and flexibility and size. Mm. Let's see, what's he say here? No, we don't. Are, are, are we finished? <laughs> are we done? Or can we get to Tim? Is, is that all right? Or do you have more? I got nothing. Although this one guy was a baseball pitcher, and he was accustomed to gripping a smaller ball. And he probably spent more time throwing a baseball over the course of his life. And so he was used to gripping a smaller ball. And, you know, when you're gripping a bigger ball, then you got to have bigger hands. It's science. Biology, actually. Pliability is the key. All right. Joining us now in studio from RGS Exteriors, column 801-396-0555. Our friend Tim is with us now. And I'm sorry now we have two lives in a row, Tim, that your lead-in is Gordon talking about hand size. Well, hey, we'll take it. Now, there's no doubt, well, though. There's Tim, a know, Tim knows because he has athletes in his family who have been poked and prodded and measured, and uh, the people make a big deal out of it, right, Tim? Yeah, that's right. My, my son might be a, a, maybe a little bit next level, but he is um, playing down at Southern Utah right now. So when he went through that recruiting process, they definitely measured everything. Um, it's amazing what these may want. But you think about it, there's, there's a lot of kids that can play at, at, uh, for college and then the next level, and so... You know, that inch makes a difference, I suppose. Crazy. Into the details. That's how close they look. All right. Well, let's talk about the details, what we can do with uh, exteriors. And just uh, you guys do a little bit of everything when it comes to the exterior of your home. Yeah, I think, you know, now's a really good time um, to get us out there and give an estimate. We're just kind of in that shoulder season, right? Our our crews are are digging out of the snow and and starting to to, to hit hot and heavy. and, And homeowners aren't quite thinking about it yet. So really now is the best time. Um, the other thing that's really cool is, is we can do self six, six, 12 months, same as cast, whichever works. So you can get the project done today, 
not make a payment for six or 12 months and, and get it done now. And, and honestly, the bad thing is, too, is unfortunately price increases are coming. We've been told April 1st we have a big one coming. So now's a great time to get us out there and, and get a bid and see what we can help you out. Well, take advantage of that for sure. 801-396-0555, 801-396-0555. Also online at rgsutahsiding.com. That's rgsutahsiding.com. Thanks, Tim. Hey, thank you, guys. We'll talk hands next time. All right. Kristen Kenny <laughs> coming, won't. coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All of my love, all of my kissing, you don't know what you've been missing, oh boy. Oh boy. When you're with me, oh boy. Oh boy. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, let's talk a little Utah Jazz basketball. Of course, uh, she makes the magic happen with AT&T Sportsnet. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. In fact, I jumped the gun a little bit. We'll talk to uh, Kristen Kenny coming up here in a second. Yeah, it's. I'm curious to know uh, various people's opinions on what's going on with the Jazz, why it's happening, because, Jake, we've talked about it, and we've uh, gone through a, a list of our own opinions, but I'm not, I don't know, do you know? Have you been able to come to an absolute uh, conclusion about what's going on with this team? Um, I mean, I think... <laughs> I mean, the, the tricky question is the why is it happening? I think the effort one is just them. They, I think that's an easy one to solve, interestingly yeah. enough. They need to figure out a way to have that edge more consistently because it seems like when, when the confidence starts to go, they really bottom out before they pull out of it. And on the other side, when they were riding high, I mean, it was really riding high. You know what I mean? I think they need to figure out a way to make it more consistent because right now it just they sh- they're losing games they shouldn't. They shouldn't be losing. That's an interesting theory because sometimes people think, oh, they're full of themselves, you know, but you're but you're suggesting that could be the complete opposite of that. Right. It could be a lack of confidence. At not, times. Not being overly confident. Yeah. Well, and individual games, you, know, you can probably pick different reasons, but they have to figure out a way to get it more consistently. All right. Now joining us from AT&T Sportsnet, she is Kristen Kinney. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Great. How was your All-Star break? you do anything fun? Uh, you know what? I actually got to stay around Salt Lake the entire time, which was awesome. I loved it. Got well, to get caught up on things, on the house project, wash my car. What about you guys? Little little staycation for you? It's funny that yeah. you, say, you say that, Kristen, because people think, oh, wash your car. You can do that. Well, no, you can't. I mean, that's something no. you're too it busy. It is so to get... hard to find the time to do that. And yeah. then who wants to, too, when it's been snowing like crazy and we had nice weather? I mean, it was awesome. I loved staying around. I got to even go to the grocery store. Wow. How about that? I didn't have to order groceries to the house. How cool is that? <laughs> selecting, your, selecting your own produce. Who knew, uh, exactly. you know, and with the simple joys in you life, Kristen. You forget what that's like, guys. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Jazz. Give us your thoughts on the first two games since the break. I mean, not, not a great weekend. No, definitely not. I know there was uh, two great practices leading up to that. You guys probably heard Donovan um, talking after the first loss uh, back from break and you know, saying how we had these amazing practices really connected than just the disconnect when we, when we get to the actual game, which is 
interesting and you, you you know you have to ask and i heard you guys talking about it what is it and then that's been the biggest question in the locker room after the first um two games back and uh two consecutive losses so you know it's uh the team is i've been to the practices i see them motivated i, I they're locked in and you know they're they're coming into the games looking like positive the other night against the rockets i'm watching them during the pregame they're saying hi to their former teammates and everyone's happy and smiles and then it's just these inconsistent quarters. So, again, I guess the the first game back against the Spurs was the second quarter was the kicker, and then the Houston Rockets, that was the third quarter that was the kicker. So I don't know what's causing the inconsistencies, but, um, you know, Rudy Gobert's been frustrated in the locker room, very, very angry Rudy, you've heard, and the guys are knowing they need to figure it out. So... Do you think it's more talent or lack of talent or more attitude, uh, more effort needs to happen? If you were going to zero in on something, what would you what would you guess? Man, I, you know, Gordon, I, I, I like I wish I was a uh, psychiatrist, yeah. <laughs> psychologist. No, I, you know, I don't know. I think uh, it's hard for me to say what it what it is. I don't think it's a lack of effort. Um, you know, because you see the guys wanting to to come onto the floor and do well. Everyone wants to do well. I I don't know. Um, you know, I think it's just maybe just the starting the third quarter, like the other other day, or starting the second quarter. There's a disconnect. Um, I don't know exactly what it is. Can't pinpoint it, but it's pretty obvious it's there to allow the 38 point quarters consistently. Um, and that's the, the, uh, defensive breakdowns. I think what it really comes down to is, you know, we used to, when we played well, um, we've gotten stops and created something from those stops. The last two games, you're seeing that we're, we're getting maybe stops, but not creating on the other end from that. Um, it could be just, you know, trying to click again. Um, we were, we were on a roll going into the break, but I think the biggest thing is, hey, if it's two losses and you come back tonight, you know, it, it, it doesn't need to be, a, oh, my gosh, this is an emergency, but you also don't want to play like you played against um, the Spurs, and that's what Rudy said. He's like, we can't play like that. That can't be us. Houston was a little better, but, again, that's still that third quarter lapse there. So, you know, those things got to be tightened up, but if it extends um, beyond, you know, a, five-game losing streak, you have problems, I think, at this point. But um, if we can tighten it up tonight and come back and nip it in the, the butt, then I think, you know, we're good. So, yeah, uh, it, it, there's a lot of things to look at. But I know the guys aren't happy about it. And then you have a lot of positives, too, like Jordan Clarkson and then Donovan coming on in the, the fourth quarter. I know he wants to be even more aggressive earlier on and find that earlier. Um, they were really Houston small balls, an interesting matchup for the Jazz. It's a tough matchup for us. It always has been. Um, but yeah, we'll, I think we're going to we'll figure it out. It's, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a, the last two games have been tough. What's your take on why the Jazz have struggled uh, with the Rockets and continue to do so? Uh, I think it's a matchup. I think it's, it's always been an issue. The way they defend um, has always been an issue for our, our offense. Um, created it's created problems, um, and with their small ball, it's and they have, they're doing more. You heard D'Antoni say that everything that they're doing small ball is to create even more dominance for their Harden and and Russ, right? So, and that's what happened. Um, we showed different 
coverages, mixed it up, which worked really well in the second quarter. Um, and I think the third quarter there is when we had those lapses that the guys are talking about that we can't have. Um, if we didn't have that third quarter, it would have been a different story because we were right in there. Um, we were up up four uh, going into the half. So, you know, but I think the, the turnovers have been an issue for us offensively. I think that's been something that their defense does with the switching that they do. I think they really want to take Rudy out of the game, putting a lot of bodies around him. That's been their game plan. Um, so it's just been a unique a unique uh, matchup for us. And, and unfortunately, it didn't work. Um, you know, we, we were on the losing end of that the last time, most recently. So, Kristen, those uh, turnovers of which you were speaking uh, really hurt the Jazz in that Spurs game. I think they had like 11 turnovers more in a game that they lost by nine. That'll make a huge difference. What is the key to taking care of the ball? Uh, we heard this at practice. So practice back, you know, coaches is saying, well, there's a difference between playing loose, right? Like you guys definitely want to, like if you, if you play loose and you're precise, that's great. But if you play loose and you're not precise at this at this point, it can be dangerous. And I think it's just being precise. And I don't know mentally what goes into that. Um, but I, I know that the message is to be precise with the ball. And they have – when they do it, it's beautiful. And yeah. we've seen it night in and night out. It's, it's so great. Um, but when you're thrown different coverages or you're thrown like teams are switching and taking your guys out, it's being able to adjust to that. And that's the thing that when we went on that five-game losing streak, Coach was talking about, we have to be able to adjust to the way teams are defending us, whether they're switching one to five or one to four. And we started doing that when we came back out and went on that roll before the break. So I think, you know, maybe it's just – maybe it is a mindset of being able to adjust to it and adjust quickly and not let it take us out of our rhythm. Because it's so easy to get out of rhythm when you're when the shots aren't falling. Like, the last two nights, that's the other thing to keep in mind, is we're a three-point shooting team, and we were not shooting the ball well. But having that affect um, you mentally, you know, that's tough, right? It, it can You can get down on yourself with that. So fighting through that and pushing through that. Um, but, yeah, those those turnovers, it's, it's all about precision and, and – um, Working those plays that coaches drawn up for the guys, and they do they can do it. They've done such a great job at it before. So I think I think we'll get back on track tonight. I think this is going to be a good night for us. What do you think about Ricky Rubio coming back? You expect to see another level from him? Man, I love Ricky. I got to talk to him today. Um, he said, obviously coming back here is like home. He has so many wonderful things to say. Um, he's so close with our guys. So I know the emotions are going to be high. Um, I do expect he played really well against us when we were in Phoenix. So I expect him to want to come out and show a great game um, for himself personally. But, yeah, the emotions are going to be high there. I do expect him to have a good game. But I expect our guys to be excited to see him as well and know, and they know that he's going to come in here and want to, um, you know, play him hard, right, and, and make a statement. But it was really great talking to him. He's had a great year so far and he just had a, a baby boy about six weeks ago so we talked about that he was supposed to hang out with joe ingles last night he said joe stood him up he was laughing He's like ah, now i get it though because being a dad is hard and his dad duties called <laughs> so he's been learning a lot about fatherhood and i'm just really happy for him and his life and what's going on in his life now and starting this new chapter and he seems happy and he was wearing the don the donovan shoes today 
at shoot around. So that was really cool. He calls Donovan his little brother still, and he was so happy for Rudy um, and Donovan getting to the all-star game and knows how much that meant to both of them, especially he was there when Rudy was let down with that the year before. So he's always going to be family with the guys, and that was really fun to hear him say that and meet with him today. Kristen, when you uh, you're 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 close to the team and observing what's going on at practice and the overall feel of what's happening in the locker room, is this team hanging together through these tough stretches? Uh, are there frust- when the frustrations bubble up, are they aimed in a productive way, or, or is there any problem uh, one with another? Well, I can tell you in the locker room, you know, you still go in there and guys are frustrated. You can you see it, you hear it. Rudy's very has been very vocal about it. Um, they've been pretty upfront about it, even coach about the things they got to turn around. They can't play like this. It's not directly aimed at anyone in particular. The guys are still super tight. You see, like right before the uh, Houston game, they're on the floor, they're hugging, they're laughing, um, they're in the locker room still, you know, talking to each other, wanting to figure this out, wanting to work through it together collectively. So that's not the. There's no one person against the other person. It's. It's collectively all of them trying to, to figure it out. They all know and take ownership for their part in it. And you can sense that they want to work together through this. Kristen, thank you as always. We'll see you here at the arena tonight. All right, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you, Kristen. Kristen Kinney, AT&T Sportsnet. Catch her on the uh, broadcast with Bowler and uh, Harpering, and uh, she jumps on with us about once a week as well. Man, I can't tell you how important it is for the Jazz to weather these storms and to hang together. You know, And I would imagine that they do. They've been really good at that in most cases uh, in the past. But, uh, you know, wouldn't you get frustrated? Yeah, certainly. And we've seen it. We saw it on Friday, certainly. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kristen's interview today brought to you by Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at GetDivi.com. Not Sportsport is next. Jay Drew at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Just you know why. Why? It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. Correctly identify the Chevy Strong Play of the Game announced by David and Pat this morning at 8.50. And you'll win his own prize packets. The Chevy Strong Play of the Game uh, brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy de- dealers right here on the Zone Sports Network. Time for the LA, uh, the not sports report brought to you by the LHM used car supermarket over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory shop online lhmusedcars.com Gordon where are we going today we're going to Scotland okay across the pond all right now look I'm not in the business of giving advice to potential bank robbers out there but uh, this is a case of a man who attempted to rob a bank and needed some advice before he attempted to do it. Okay. And he was end up end up he got jailed for four and a half years today. Um, because his name is Matthew Davies. So this this nervous dude, he goes into a bank over there in Scotland. He, th- he throws on a pillowcase over his head, pulls out a meat cleaver, 
Okay, so what could go wrong here, right? Well, I'll tell you what did go wrong. He forgot to cut IA holes in his pillowcase. <laughs> so, so he threw the thing on, stumbled into the bank, had the meat cleaver in his hand, and then had to take the pillowcase off because he couldn't see right. who he was trying to rob. Mm-hmm. Now, his attorney, a woman by the name of Lorraine Glancy, she said, when he was in the bank, in order to be able to see the person he was trying to rob, he required, he required to expose his face not only to that person, but to the CCTV cameras operational in the bank. And then the lawyer said the robbery charge is one that is completely out with his normal character and one that, when looked at objectively, was unlikely ever to go successfully. Yeah, meat cleaver, huh? I, I, I don't rob banks, you know. That's that's where you're going here, huh? Uh, don't rob banks, but but don't be. <laughs> See, I can't do it without giving advice, and I don't like to give advice to potential bank robbers. But he threw a pillowcase on his head, Jake, and couldn't see. Yeah, maybe you want to. Maybe like a like a dry run would have gone well. Maybe if he practiced at home. You know what would have been just as bad is if he had poked the eye holes in the wrong places and then he had to adjust it with his fingers the whole time that he's. It's hard to take it serious, right? I mean, he's dressed like a pillow. Hmm. What? (laughs) Doesn't seem well thought out. No, no. And not that I want a, a bank robber to think things out thoroughly. How would you do it? Um, you mean if I had to? Yeah. Or if you wanted to, whatever. I would slip a note to the teller and say, hey, you got any extra cash? <laughs> I would not be violent. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. So what would you do? Write please on there? <laughs> <laughs> Got any spare change? <laughs> no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You? I don't know. Never given it much thought. Me neither. But apparently, you have. I haven't. I just you saw this story. Slipped the teller a note. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've. I have a very close friend who was a bank teller once who was robbed. It was scary. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. So anyway, you have a find another way. Who was who was robbed? Yeah, it wasn't me. I I, well, what was the point of mentioning that though? Well, because that that friend told me that, that how traumatic the oh, experience I was. See. <laughs> well, what do you think? <laughs> I'm thinking you could have accomplished that by saying, "I'm sure it would be very traumatic to be robbed." Yeah, I know, but it came to me firsthand from somebody who's actually been robbed. So don't do it. You needed a first-hand account. To- <laughs> but then it underscored the point. Put that together? No, it made it plain and clear. I've never been tempted to rob a bank. Have you? No, no. no not how about, as how about this? Three words. Get a job. Wow, that's that's another direction you're going, huh? Well, I, I just get a job. If you need money, do it on the, on the legitimately. Okay. Words to right? live by. Get a, get a job, sir. <laughs> Just, I don't, you know, 
a pillowcase without the eye holes and a meat cleaver? See, what's that guy qualified for, really? (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not exactly sure. Uh, There's got to be something. Sports columnist. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. I don't know. Tim, would you hire that guy? I don't know. We, we hire anybody, but I don't know. We, do, we got a background check guy, so I'm not sure if they'd pass. Tim joins us from RGS Exteriors, call him 801-396-0555. And you know what? That's a, that's a good excuse to talk about you guys as a company. Uh, you guys have been doing business in Salt Lake. Now you're on to your fifth generation. You're a nine-time best-of-state winner. So however you're picking your employees, you're doing it right. Yeah, we try. Definitely try. You did background check, drug test, all of the above. You have to do it nowadays. But like you said, it's kind of fun. I'm a fourth of five generations, so we've been serving Utah for a long, long time. My great grandfather started doing this in the 30s. Wow. wow. And now you've got your, your boys and into now it? And my oldest two boys, um, when they're not in school, are the fifth generation. So, yeah, it's kind of legitimate five generations in Utah. I, I got, is there, did you feel pressure to to do this right, considering the legacy that's there? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun because my great-grandpa and grandpa were good at what they did, and then uh-huh. my dad. And then when I became partners with my dad in the early 2000s, it was like, man, do I really want to do this? It was hard. It was a hard decision, but, yeah. Yeah, we're we keeping, it, uh, keeping it going. Keeping it going. So whether it's, um, you know, say my rain gutters or something along those lines, right up to I want to replace, you know, the actual siding, so to speak, on my house, you guys will do it. We'll do it all. And one thing we talked a little bit last time was just about the the 6 and 12 months same as cash option. But one thing that we're offering customers right now, too, is a uh, free home visualizer. So what we do is we basically take a picture of your home put it in our computer program, and then we can put the siding, the stucco, the brick, the stone on your home to kind of see what it's going to look like with our product and kind of change colors and tweak it. It's really kind of a cool thing. So it's it's a tedious process, but we're offering that uh, free to all of our customers right now. Wow. Take advantage of it. 801-396-0555. Find out what they can do for you. Invest in your house today with RGS Exteriors, 801-396-0555. Tim, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Jay Drew, coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.